Thank you for joining the Underground Playground podcast with your hosts, Steve and Mike. We're bringing you the voices and the personalities of the physical culture world, so listen up. Listen, if you can manage a CrossFit affiliate owners group, you should be able to download an app and click a button. <laughs> I was talking to him about um, advertising on that CrossFit affiliate owners group. You know, mm-hmm. Like you guys Hello? doing it or allowing people from the outside to do it. Is that something you guys have been talking about? We spoke about it because I told him I think it would be a good idea so long as it is controlled, moderated, and done correctly. I don't see why not. Um, at the end of the day, I can tell you the amount of people that try to join the group on a daily basis um, and the amount of filtering that has to get done and all the nonsense you have to put up with with people who are either declined or feel that their pulse shouldn't have been moved or whatnot. I mean, it's just a ton of back end work. And at the end of the day, you got to remember, he put this group together for no other reason other than to be a resource for the community. And heck, he's running a business, you know what I mean? And right. he's doing this for nothing. And He's not asking people to pay to be there. He's giving them a shit ton of information and value. So what the heck's wrong with people gaining more value by advertising a product or a service and paying for it like they would anywhere else? Heck, if you're going to pay for a Facebook ad, why not pay for another ad in Facebook that's already geared to the community in which you're pitching and people are going to be receptive and you actually have the opportunity to engage with your audience and get feedback. So he might as well take a piece of that action because I know a ton of other groups that are charging for paid ads. So I don't think it's a bad idea. It just has to be implemented correctly. I wouldn't mind being on a page as just a gym owner, you know, who's not selling anything else um, and see, see advertised posts on there. You know? <laughs> like why advertise? Why not just make something that literally you don't ask for anything in fucking return? I have never once put in a call to action, like, except for maybe like go check out the Iron and Mortar Summit. But like, like again, if someone came up with a hoodad, a new gymnastics grip, and they made a dope ass video about it, like, dude, look, I fucking it did this thing and blah, blah, blah. I mean, so what, I guess my question was legit. Like, what constitutes yeah. that? So that's where, that's where a lot of the question um, just that I've had for myself uh, doing the group, and I know we've talked about it with a couple of admins, of how would we really make it, like, who pays, who doesn't pay, um, what is what constitutes for a paid ad versus stuff that Stu does, you know, because I, I get a lot of benefit of, of his post, right? So where does, that, where does that fine line or that gray area become a hard line of, paid ad versus not it's placement i think if you pin it i think if it's something like it's the cover photo i think if it's something like uh it's a a segment so not only you get someone who buys they get the cover photo the cover photo is their brand um you know it says crossword affiliate owners only but with you know with the you know driven nutrition in the background they get a pin post and they get to do a live for that month that they pay for, maybe they get X amount of posts that they get to make and, you know, that are calls to action and whatever that normally, we, you know, maybe you guys wouldn't allow. I definitely think you guys can package it up and monetize it. It's just definitely it's, you know, you have to create. So that way it's people like, well, what's an ad and what's not? Oh, an ad is when you pay this amount. Number one, that's the ad you pay us. Number two, this is where your logo and your bullshit goes. These are the things you get. That's how we define it. It's it's like what YouTube does. Right. Advertisers pay YouTube and right. then the advert, the people that are buying it, they get the or YouTube says which videos they go on. Yeah. Well, somebody, I saw somebody complaining uh, somewhere about um, they're watching uh, an ad on YouTube in a video, an ad pops, and then in, or inside that ad is another ad within <laughs> an ad. It's crazy. 
<laughs> so I definitely I, don't want to see that in the group, you know, like, but, uh, you know, like, and, and I want to go back to like, I didn't make this group to, uh, to make any money off of it. I made it to, to help the industry. Um, cause I tell you what, I could have used it when I first started my gym. Right. And, an avenue to have that many other owners go down the same path that I did. Um, so I don't, I don't want, I don't want anybody, whoever's going to listen to this. I don't want them to think that right. that's what we're trying to do. You know, where, where it is, it is 100%. All the admins are 100%. We are 100% volunteers, no money paid. I mean, people from the outside constantly are sending us messages. I don't know about Gil or the other guys, but constantly sending me messages saying, hey, if you let me in the group and post a post, I'll send you some PayPal money. And I'm like, show right. me you're an affiliate owner. If you're not an affiliate Guys, owner, you're not can, getting in. Can I say this? Don't hang me. Coy, this is you know? Gil. When you broke up before, <laughs> I actually went over this a little bit. And I mentioned how, how much back-end work actually goes into filtering requests and verifying oh, requests and fighting with people who think they should be and they shouldn't. Um, so again, you know, yeah. your intent of starting the group is noble, but at the end of the day, when you put an X amount of hours into something as a business owner for the greater good of the community, there's nothing wrong with monetizing it. It doesn't make you the devil. Um, I think any normal human agrees that nobody really goes to work for free. Um, and again, you've done enough, but at the end of the day, it's not, you know, it, it's not about somebody sending you money to post something. The, the quality of the people, and this is where this differs from other groups, right? The amount of filtering that's done to legitimately verify that these are affiliate owners. And I, I can't tell you how many times something in the other group, which is larger, but then we say, you know, my coach may see this or right. anybody, some of my members right. with a level one may see this. And that's not something that I want. I want to speak to another business owner. I want to get some confidential information. And that is something you can, you can do in this group. So it is filtered significantly better, but that takes a lot of time and effort. But I think it also becomes a much more attractive platform to the advertiser who wants to reach the business owner and not the 15 mm -hmm. members who sat through a weekend course. 100%. 100%. No, the resource right. is awesome. And, you know, I've been a part of um, all this stuff since like, you know, 2007, we had the CrossFit affiliate owners. Um, well, it was the CrossFit, you know, message board, it's the, the message CrossFit boards back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot, that's where a lot of this stuff that you see, but you know, what I do see is, is, you know, as every new gym comes in, we go over the same like stuff again. And I know you guys yeah. as moderators, you know, spend time saying, hey, look, guys, you got to do search. You, you know, you're asking the same freaking questions over and over again. And then that naturally leads to somebody like me or Dom or somebody or Gil getting on there and just being <laughs> sarcastic and having fun with it because ultimately that's what Facebook should be for, I think. Anyway, get information and have a good time. And so you, you guys definitely got a hard road of hoe, you know, keeping the knuckleheads out. And then I can only imagine dealing with it. I mean, so, picture this, ever since you went yeah. to post moderation, picture this, right? 10 a.m., a post goes up. You get a cue that tells you this, this Joe, Joe Schmo is trying to post such and such. Someone throws a, 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 um, a message up in the admin um, PM group, says, hey, guys, what do you think of this post? Is it advertising? Is it legit? Is it actually an owner? What's the deal? And while there's a discussion going on, now an hour later, you got the guy who made the post. PMing three moderators saying, hey, how come my post wasn't approved, <laughs> right? So, so like, the guys don't see all that stuff on the back end, but it's almost a daily thing. So there's a lot of time that goes into it, and it's, it's frustrating. 
You know that uh, that app that people have on the website is called Proof. So if you go to the website and you're looking to buy something, there's a little pop up that goes, "Susie from your area just purchased this five minutes ago." Yeah. It'd be an yep. awesome little pop up yep. and be like, yeah. "Koi just had to answer another dumb fuck question <laughs> six minutes ago," and just like to show you the frequency and be like, "You know what? I'm not going to ask him that today. I'll wait. He seems busy." <laughs> So when your dad would come home pissed as fuck from work and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to ask for a new baseball mitt tonight. Um, <laughs> Timing is everything. You know, and a lot of those, a lot of those, if I see somebody posting that, I'll go, like, I'll prove it. I'll go immediately on there and be like, hey, just do a quick search. There's a lot of information in the group already on this from hundreds of other people. You know? Yeah. I mean, but then they don't anyway fun. because there's no. a lot of lazy motherfuckers. Well, well, and then Dom, then Dominique jumps on and says something, and then and then uh, everybody else jumps on it, and then it turns into a. a hey, Corey, a you remember about uh, two weeks ago that woman that PM'd and says, "Oh, my son owns an affiliate, but he's way too busy, so I'm going to join the group to to give him the information." Yeah. No. And you said, "Well, you're you're yes. not an affiliate owner." She says, "But my son is." You said, "Great, have your son join," and she started calling you names and. Your, your group's not worth your yeah. time, and it's like, you got to deal with this shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was, I, I was, uh, I, I almost posted that one in the group. That was I was sitting one. at motor vehicles in line, so it, it made the time go by a little faster. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, she, she was pretty do, heated. So do you get a lot of people that aren't owners or trying to get in? Oh, why yeah. Do you think, why do you think they're yeah, trying to absolutely. get in? I think the name uh, is really misleading of the group. You should probably work on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Probably because probably they got banned on the other one. Yeah, maybe. Or they think, I don't, I mean, I couldn't tell you to be honest. I mean, we, so I'll just tell you how it, how it really goes down. So the, they'll send in um, a request, right? And there's some questions. And uh, they have, you know, they have to name their, their affiliate. And, and, and it says in there, like, you're gonna to have to set. You're gonna to have to send something, some proof. So, I'll send them a message, be like, "Hey, I saw you join the affiliate group. Send me proof that you're an affiliate owner, and then we'll we'll go from there, right?" And um, most of them won't even really? respond back to you. So you're like, "Okay, you're not even an affiliate group." I mean, I see you. I just saw you look at it, right? I see now. I know you're not an owner. You're you're not an affiliate owner. Whatever. You're right. deleted. You're gone. Um. You know, and then most of them are like, hey, they, they, they're happy. You know, they're like, man, thank you for filtering it. I appreciate it. Here's whatever. Here's my affiliate payment, my whatever that they're going to show you to prove that they're an owner. And then there's that, um, you know, that 10% of people that are like, that's stupid. You know, <laughs> it's like, all right, well, then this is not, not the group for you. You know, sometimes you. Just it's those, almost those funny, like, I'm thinking, should I really, like, unveil, like, the, the checks and balances? But what we did about six months ago, Corey's like, you know, usually they'll say, like, like owner at CrossFit whatever on their Facebook. I said, yeah, but not everybody does that. He says, then I'll usually just hop in Google and try to find the guy. So we'll end up doing 15 minutes of work to do, like, a background check on the guy. So what I did is I modified the questions to get into the group. One of them says, please type your affiliate website they're all going to be on the affiliate map and then when you click on the website usually they have like a team of coaches or a tab that shows who works there you, like you better be the head coach or manager or owner like you better be one of the top coaches listed on your own website so right. now it makes it easier you just click it and we go right to the page and we see who's there so it's just you know a little more than just someone changing their facebook about me to say i own so and so yeah 
No, I mean, as you know, just a straight owner, I definitely appreciate that. And I can tell the difference and it's a huge resource. So, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing some advertising and like, but uh, you know, the one thing that, you know, is the, the biggest drawback is like, you know, I guess maybe from a new gym perspective, when they get on there, they're looking for like all the business help. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of salty old dudes yeah. on there that are just like, yeah, dude, you, you kind of got to suck it up and figure it out yourself, you know? And then, and then when you want to be helpful, it's like, it's almost like people don't want to listen to what you say anyway, they're just going to do their own thing, you know? So that gets kind of frustrating, but it's an awesome freaking resource. I'm going to tell you that right now. I get on it every day. You know, at the risk, at the risk of sounding yeah. a little negative, which I'm totally not, I'm, I'm really happy with, with everything, but I think there's a lot of frustration and anger in the CrossFit community as a whole when it comes to business ownership. And the thing, the thing I think that drives that anger the most is the fact that most struggle financially. Right. And I'm not, I'm not like getting into like, you know, yeah. what they should be running, what program, how to run a business. That's like a whole nother topic. Jim on. No, no, I'm not, I'm not promoting anything. I'm just saying $3,000. I don't want fee. nothing from anybody. I'm just saying there's a standalone. You find in the CrossFit community in general, the barrier of entry into business ownership is so low. You legitimately go watch somewhere for a few months, take a weekend course and decide to do it better. And you go open a gym. Guess what? Running the gym is a freaking complex business, man. You better be a dishwasher, a cook, a bus boy and a delivery driver all at the same time. You better be good at all of those positions. And if you think that managing yeah. uh, uh, people and, and marketing and selling and doing all that stuff, just because you went and, and taught someone how to air squat makes you a business person, that is the problem. You get so many people jumping in because of the love for CrossFit, yet they don't understand business. They've never ran a business or owned a business. And they, there comes the rent and there comes the payroll. And, and they just, you know, they're working for free. And sometimes they're living off savings and, and feeding their business back. And it creates a lot of animosity and frustration. So when they come in seeking for help and you give it to them and they're barking at you, that's because they're living in a constant state of anxiety. So I try to kind of like look at it with a grain of salt. Um, but I think there's a lot of that going on a lot more than, than people realize on the surface. Yeah. Did you guys, uh, as w with the page and having people, you know, request to get on it, do you have your pulse at all on where, you know, are there new gyms still popping up at the same rate they were? Are there gyms disappearing? Um, do, do you guys have a sense of like what's going on in the greater, you know, affiliate owners world as far as like how business is going, not money wise, but like, are there new affiliates or, you know, are people leaving or what's the deal? I, I, I personally do see some uh, new affiliates coming in, you know, and, and, and even people that are in the process, you know, they'll send a, an invite and I'm like, Hey, I, I appreciate you're in the, you're the, in the process, but until that process is closed, you can't get in. You know, so I do see that. Um, I don't I, I don't personally see it as like everyone and like, holy crap, you know, we're just skyrocketing and uh, everybody's running out and going to <laughs> buy some barbells and weights and stuff. That, that's not what I see. I'm, and, and, and maybe it's because there's so many um, new people trying to get in the group. We're just trying to keep up with with uh, uh, the invites, right. you know, um, not, not even having time to really pay attention to if it's an old gym new gym or whatever you know I, me personally is there a reason you guys have kept the uh the number of people helping you out so small i don't want to help <laughs> by the way you guys can go fuck yourself but uh, but we, like we, we could add you real quick if you like 
Uh, but no, I mean, it seems like you guys could use some more help and there's going to be like five or 10 people who, you know, have enough functioning brain cells to work on that back end and, and not drop the quality down. Cause generally it is pretty good. I mean, I've sent Koi a message a couple of times. I'm like, man, sometimes I just feel like I would zap somebody's post and tell them to do a search or something like that. But you guys are more patient as human beings than I am. Um, but it, it sounds like you could use some more help. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just where that's, that's where you get worried of, you know, like you're talking about the quality of it is, um, you know, are, there's going to be more people filtering through. Um, I think people could slip through. Um, I mean, that's just going to have something we'd have to have to add and try and not cut it back again, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, if you look at the form, right, it's Pareto principle. It's probably 20% of the people that probably make 80% of the posts or somewhere around oh, there. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be, I would think some, some useful help in there for you guys. Cause it sounds like it just becomes more and more work as there are more people and you're trying to scale service for something that you do for free. So, you know, then advertising comes into it, but really it's the amount of money you're going to bring in isn't going to do anything for the amount of time that you're going to spend as a business owner that you're taking away from your oh, business. Sure. So, you know, that that's cool that if you guys can monetize it or whatever, if you had like, even if you had sponsor of the month might be a little like in, a way to ease it in right for November, like Stu said, it's driven in December. It's, it's somebody else and they get a banner in, in one post and, and that's it. And you work from there, but that's, that's not going to offset what sounds like the amount of headaches for you guys with you know, 4,000 people in the group now. Is that what it is? Well, yeah. Yeah. I just looked four 4,027. So I'm sure a lot are, are lurkers and don't have notifications on and, you know, just come to see who's, who's going to get told, you know, to say, let me, or, let me just point, but let me point some... one statistic out when it comes, you asked before, um, Mike about growth versus attrition. And I think it's impossible to measure attrition here because there's no membership fees, right? So right. when someone comes in, they're in. So if you sell your gym or you shut down, you're not going to PM us and say, Hey guys, affiliate owner can you remove yeah. me so they just linger and until a conversation comes up and they'll comment and someone's you know rats them out and says hey that guy doesn't own a gym you're never really going to know about it so, so i'm interested always, in that that happened yeah, recently. Yeah, right. it's usually when they get into an argument it, everybody points a finger and says get this guy out of here you know but it was some asshole hawaiian guy wasn't it i think he was in hawaii or something like that he was like some big hawaiian samoan or something like that i think was the one that i i kind of got fed up with and i'm like oh by the way you're not an affiliate owner it's so. always funny but when you when it gets real heated Eat a dick. someone says hey by the way what gym do you own how'd you get in here <laughs> yeah, well i mean the, oh. you know one man snitch is another man's freedom fighter or something <laughs> like that right yeah. what do you guys feel outside of the group the group being the kind of the barometer we're talking about here about affiliate growth in and out what is everyone's, I mean, again, no one has the numbers. Only one organization actually has the numbers. But anecdotally, my, yeah, my thought is that it's not that CrossFit gyms aren't opening. I just, I think every day there's, there's new CrossFit gyms. I think they're just exchanging hands, meaning one, one CrossFit affiliate 
is shutting down and just oh, selling sure. to another one. And then at some point they'll reaffiliate the name. I don't see those red, you know, if you were to pin all the red dots to the map, I don't see those dots dropping off. No, some of them are, some of them definitely are. Cause we're all buying, you know, most people are buying the equipment up. Um, but it's just going into another startup. What, you know, again, I, I just see them kind of incestually continuing. Yeah. That's... Oh, I, I see that too. Even when they uh, join the, the group, they'll say, Hey, we're, either in the process of purchasing X, whatever CrossFit and so-and-so is the owner now and they're selling off their product or they're selling off their gym, you know? So yeah, I definitely see gyms uh, exchanging yeah. hands. Well, sure. um, you know, uh, Jeremy Jones did, um, you guys know JJ, he did. She's, um, he, he tracked dude, for a long tracked, time. He, you know, the, on the Wayback machine on the internet, he tracked the, on the old CrossFit.com, um it had on the left side it had the list of affiliates ranked in seniority right so um in 2007 when i affiliated we were like 300 and something mm -hmm. on the list like maybe 320 and then just going by that list um we ended up like in the hundredth position of seniority a couple of years ago. And then CrossFit.com changed their, they redesigned their website and no longer had that function. So we lost track. And, you know, even Greg Glassman is, if it's growing, it's growing mostly overseas. So, you know, when I started at the one gym, um, you know, we're in Brevard County, uh, Central Florida on the East Coast, and uh, that was 2007. And then, you know, really quickly, there was one or two other gyms and then three or four. And I think now we have 16 or 17 in addition to several knockoff functional fitness micro gyms um, in the area. And, but the, it hasn't grown much at all since about 2015. I think around here, you know, that it's kind of yeah. topped off here. So I don't know if that means anything. Yeah. I think the guys who would have the, I, the I best stats would be uh, guys like Zen planner, Wattify, mind body. They, they probably have the most accurate. If you want to factor in the knockoffs, if you want to call them that, I mean, Greg Glassman didn't invent, you know, pull ups or sit ups or kettlebell swings. Right. So I try not to be too bitter and say knockoffs, but I get what you mean. You know, you walk into a place, you're like, oh, you're a CrossFit. Well, no. Uh, but they would probably have the, the most accurate reporting on something like that. Well, outside of CrossFit headquarters. Well, CrossFit wouldn't know about That's all true. the non-CrossFit functional fitness gyms because, you know, there, there are things, you know, you take a guy like, you know, I wouldn't call Alchemy a knockoff. I mean, that guy had, what, four successful CrossFit gyms, and he was like, I'm going to take the stuff I like and then I'm going to throw out the shit that I don't like and I'm going to be a bad motherfucker about it and uh, just happen to be really smart and have some business partners. And Yeah, so well, so when, know, I, when I say know. knockoff, I mean the direct, like, we're going to do exactly, you know, I just, I went down this road. We're going to do friend. We're going to do exactly what you do. We're just not going to, you know, affiliate or become part of that or anything like that, which, you know, it is what it is and it's just, the way it goes which but, isn't that so interesting because how many crossfit gyms now and you know and i hope i you know i'm not a cause of this but I, you know i'm sure i lend to it how many crossfit gyms now are going to change their name take crossfit out of the name but do exactly the same fucking thing they were doing when they started and think oh this is it's going to help i'll just i just won't have crossfit on the name and it's going to be so much better it's like well no man that's that's exactly what the quote unquote the knockoffs did and they're not killing it i understand it's not the fucking name removal it's what happens on the inside when you said knockoffs you know what i think of equipment 
what tells somebody it's a CrossFit gym? The equipment. Yeah. And then if they get further enough along to come in during a workout, it's the style of the workout. If the prospect even knows what the fuck that is, right? If they can identify that, they know it. But again, you see CrossFit gyms like, oh, no, no, I'm, a, I'm CrossFit Roark, and now I'm going to become Roark Strength and Conditioning. And, um, and it's like, no, it's that, that, that nothing will change. Not one thing about your business, but not one thing will change. Right. Well, no, what does change is hourly the, um, you know, what the perception of people Only are. digitally, though. Only right, digitally. Right. Anyone who walks in the door with two fucking eyes looks and goes, oh, it's a CrossFit gym. That's what I'm going. That's why we're getting rid of the rig. I'm like, I, I literally watch this experiment every single day. Yeah. So I have oh, to. I've, yeah, I've definitely. I've definitely seen it, you know, because I, I still, well, for the most part, I do every consult in my gym you know i only coach about five or six hours a week at the most because i want to but i do every single one-on-one uh, -on -one consult and you know i've had people we were we got our building painted on the outside and so all the signs were down and uh, oh if i knew this was a crossfit gym when they came in if i knew it was a crossfit gym i wouldn't have came you know and so and, and you get yeah. the other side too is is the people that are the kool-aid like they they want to do crossfit right uh -huh. you can have whatever program you want they just want to identify as hey i'm a crossfitter you know so it's it's six and one half dozen the other i don't think people changing the name or rebranding is, try, is trying to get away from crossfit for, but for me having you know 17 other gyms with that exact same name is a problem especially when you're charging different prices and your programming is different you know I, I agree with you 100 percent. we just recently rebranded what has changed for us absolutely nothing internally right. uh we just to the public now are known by a different name that doesn't have the name crossfit in it um and i feel that those that you mentioned are the hardcore crossfit guys when they google us we're in the affiliate map our old CrossFit name still pops up. Our old CrossFit website's still up. They will find you. But those right. are not, they're not the ones that pay the bills. Let's face it. There are a lot of successful CrossFit gyms. There is a heck of a lot more that are not. And when I say that, how many CrossFit gyms have 500 plus members? How many have 300 plus members and actually charge a rate that they feel they deserve, right? So right. at the end of the day, if you're living in a town with 50, 100, 200,000 residents, okay, I, I venture to say that 50% of them have a gym yeah. membership. Yet less than two or three CrossFit gym. So by putting that barrier of entry to your customer, you're essentially telling them if you don't want to be a CrossFitter, we're not for you. So why not offer so much more and just have CrossFit as one of your or even your major program? But you can also have non-CrossFit classes or you can even just not call them CrossFit and do exactly the same thing and attract a heck of a lot more bees. No, I agree. Well, you know, the other the other problem with the, when you share that name, I think, is, you know, even though, you know, this argument about should you put your rates on the website or not, whatever, people are going to know what your rates are. And if you share the name, they're going to initially shop you on price for mm -hmm. the most part. And uh, so, I, you know, I just went through um, a, a rate raise um, and some of my longer term people who identified as CrossFitters, right, um, just we're like oh well if you're raising the rates i'm just gonna go to the other crossfit gym mm -hmm. that's cheaper now you know a lot of people stayed and said okay sure i understand what you're doing and you know all that but um you know that mindset and so in my mind i'm like okay that's a good thing i probably should have done it earlier if you're only here for the rate and because right. they call it crossfit and you don't care what we do um then i'm I'd probably be better off down the road with you not being here so that's that's why I, for me the name you know is like 
um, you know, I don't want that in the advertising. I hate being painted with that broad brush. It's crazy. It's terrible. See, to the public, they don't understand the difference between affiliation and franchising. So they see you as a McDonald's. You're a franchise. If you go pay $2.99 for a Big Mac in Ohio, I'd like to pay $2.99 for a Big Mac in Miami because it's still a Big Mac and it's still McDonald's. And that's how they see CrossFit. You know, if it's 149, then why are you, you know, 249? It doesn't make sense to them. The difference is I am my own business. I am my own gym. I do things my way. I train my coaches my way and I hire a certain way and hold a certain standard. So I don't care what the guy next door does. We just happen to have the same affiliation. Right. Which then lends it to a certain percent of your population, no matter what you do, how well you do it or how different you are. Mm -hmm. You know, if they say I'm going to CrossFit today instead Mm -hmm. of I'm going to gym XYZ today, then, you know, your rates are going to be a thing. And, you know, that I mean, does anyone we were arguing 100? We were arguing in 2007 about how much to charge. And the the average rate for a gym back then was like one hundred and twenty. Right. Is what it should have been. What everybody, you know, the consensus. Right. So I got 11 years ago. I got a piece of content I never published because it was a, it's a, it was a client of mine and I didn't want to, it's like, it would have been embarrassing. Um, I went around, I was on site and went to, and just started talking to clients, had the camera and uh, Chris is filming. So I, Hey, cool. So wh- what do you tell your friends you're going to do? Like, like, what do you, when you're like, Oh yeah, I'm leaving to go work out. Like what, tell me what you say. Like how, what, what is the exact, think about it for a second. What's the exact, exact vernacular. I'm going Every, across yeah, it. There you go. Everyone yep. says yep. it. They don't even use the second half of your stupid fucking name. That probably right. doesn't matter. No one's like, okay, if I'm CrossFit Cleveland, no one's like, I'm going to Cleveland. They're saying, I'm just going to CrossFit. Nor do they say I'm going to CrossFit Cleveland. <laughs> they don't even use it. And I'm, it's the thing that fucking punched me in the stomach so hard in 2013 that I was like, motherfucker, CrossFit South End. I don't own a fucking thing here. And even the people who love me, pay me and know me. Those are the three things you want in a consumer that they know you. They, tr- they trust you, they love you, and they pay you. Right. And the people that do those three don't even identify me by my name. Mm-hmm. God, is that not just so, infuriating? Yeah. I get the other side yeah. of this, right? Well, you guys have probably all seen we have our CrossFit gym, which, and then we have our women's only boot camp gym, Coastal Fitness. No barbells, no rig, uh, no no chocolate no identifying iconic things of crossfit yeah no Mm -hmm. and people still say i love coastal crossfit right they'll tag like just did a crossfit class and so and we've never we don't say the word we don't talk about we don't say wad we don't say uh i don't know we don't use a lot of that and there's still those people because crossfit made group fitness what it is so i i think I mean, you have to see it, right? In in your place, oh, yeah. too, where like you don't you don't use cro- like people are still gonna say the, it. Yeah. And, so, and then the key the, the key is how I, do you? I, so group fitness is CrossFit for a lot of people. I think regardless of if all we had yeah. if we were Coastal Kettlebell Club and all we had were kettlebells and more kettlebells and then some more kettlebells, people probably still say CrossFit. We're doing kettlebells in a yeah, group. It's, the, it's the Kleenex for tissues. <laughs> yeah. And I, I agree. Like, so even when people come into to our gym and they know they're coming into a CrossFit facility, they, you know, we ask them, Hey, have you done any type of group uh, fitness before? And they're like, yeah, I did this, or I did this, or I did this in a parking lot, or I CrossFitted in a parking lot here, or I was CrossFitting over here. Right. They think wherever they're at, if they're in a group setting, doing any type of movements together, they think that they're CrossFitting. Maybe and and I don't. Maybe it's because those other gyms are saying that's what they're doing or that's what they're teaching them there. 
but we do see a lot of those people come over and say, yeah, I've been crossfitting with this group and in, in the school parking lot. Yeah. The problem you know? that I find is with those it's other like, uh, quote unquote functional movement gyms, uh, the standards just aren't there the way they teach and, and the movements. Oh, are terrible. Jesus. And that is the one thing I like about CrossFit is the methodology, but from a business perspective, um, similar to what you just said, the biggest gripe I had was when we would have a consult with a new member we ask them to check in on Facebook to, so people know that they're here and they, they leave. And the first thing they say is, I just signed up for CrossFit. And then you get their cousin in Ohio saying, be careful. I did it last year and I got hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Motherfucker, you never even been to my yeah. gym. <laughs> like, you know, you went to some garage somewhere <laughs> and I don't know what the heck you did. But like, why am I being painted with this brush? Yeah. You know? well, yeah. well, Stu, you made uh, the point where you said that we're talking about first impressions and getting people. And you said that it's. It's only digitally, but are we not at a point where the digital first impression is the oh, first impression? The digital first impression and is definitely the first impression, a hundred thousand percent. What I'm saying is, you can't wear a mask and say I'm Roark Strength and Conditioning, and I don't even know who that. That's going to be a gym that calls me out. I keep saying it, Roark Strength <laughs> and Conditioning, and you walk in the door and it looks, acts, smells, and talks and walks like a CrossFit gym. The market's going to be boom. Like, and so one of the, the litmus tests for that, I had a woman come in to the gym and this was when I, you know, I was really kind of down on my, myself. I'm like, the branding wasn't going as fast as I wanted. And she came in and after she did her consult, she did the class and she sat down and when she, as she gave us her credit card with a sigh of relief goes, man, I'm so glad. Like, cause all I found were CrossFit gyms in this area. I'm really <laughs> glad I found you. So that's when I was like, okay, it's going in the right direction for what I want, me personally, not what I think anyone else should have. But right. that was a good key indicator. When the people who cancel our number one cancellation, it's no longer CrossFit. I know I'm going in the right direction. Nobody's going to walk into an alchemy and call it CrossFit. Nobody. Nobody's right. going to walk into a metabolic or an F45 or an orange theory. That will not happen. If anyone is confusing, like coastal, whatever, if anyone's confusing it and, there is, and you're like, there's no rig and there's no barbells. There, if there's enough of the iconic equipment, which is how strong of a brand it is, you have a Concept 2 rower and a kettle. But like it's the video I put up uh, on YouTube earlier this week, if you have that equipment yeah. together, yes, you're, plug. At, you're instant plug, correct. It's instantly going to be considered, it's considered CrossFit. That is, that's the key di differentiator. And, that, and that, it's, that, that is what it is. It's like you can't get away from it. You're not going to outbrand CrossFit. Right. Well, so just so you know, there's a gym in San Francisco called Roark Gym. Oh, that's a client of mine. Yeah. And uh, yeah. that's yeah. what that's yeah, why it's, it's on the it's tip cross, of my fucking it's tongue. A CrossFit gym. That's why James White. That's it's a CrossFit. It gym. is a CrossFit gym. Okay. That's why it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I don't know if they're affiliated, but I can see some dirty South bars and a bunch of bumper plates. And it looks like it's probably the size of a shoebox, which in San Francisco means yeah, exactly, a million dollars yeah. a year. But. Roar but, gyms, yeah. yeah. So shout out to to Max Lewin out there. Oh, Max, Oakland. what's up, Max? If you're listening, <laughs> yeah. So I, so like the whole hey. rebranded thing, like from my point of view, as you know, gym owners, like you know, the concept of look, I believe in the methodology, right? I mean, it makes sense. I did my level one with Greg Glassman. I did a level two in Santa Cruz with him, right? Uh, the science is there. The application, you know, is individualized at every gym. And, you know, we're always going to do something like that, probably. Like these other gyms you're talking about, sir, they, they, they're doing something. They're using a different me methodology, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, so the saying then that I kind of adopted, I, I don't know, I probably got it from Patty, is, you know, CrossFit is what we do. It's not who we are. Or maybe you said that. I don't know. 
but if you can you could yeah we're a crossfit gym like you you call it unapologetically crossfit like the people that put that out front right we're more like i would rather be yes we use the crossfit methodology but we also teach you nutrition we also do one-on-one training you can also you know do whatever else you want to do right um but the method methodology sticks so I think that's the fine line. Like you can have cross. So the digital presence, having it in your name, people have a perception of exactly what it's going to be. And it's going to be, you know, I'm going to come in, I'm going to do a thousand, or I'm going to do filthy 50 every day, you know? And so I think that's the difference is you can, you can be a CrossFit affiliate. You can have people in there that identify with CrossFit. You can follow the methodology, but the things that you offer and, you know, the name that you have and how you present yourself to the public and differentiate yourself, I think is the key. That's the hard part. The broader the brand gets, the easy it'll be for you guys to do that. So think about it. If someone goes, I'm going to go get pizza, you're like, oh, okay. You're like, you know what pizza is, but you're like, wait, where are we going? Are we going, is that Chicago? Is that thick crust? Or is that going to be that thin stuff? Is it going to be, you know, we go into the place that is takeout only, or we go into the spot that has 30 big screen TVs for Sunday football? You can start differentiating things as it gets big, like as CrossFit dilutes. Like if someone goes, like fitness is a dilute, is a broad is a broad a genre crossfit if what you guys if what we're saying is crossfit is being assumed for all group fitness that becomes better over time like in another 10-year macro because now there has to be room for differentiate differentiation so my wife owns a salon brazilian blowouts are a thing but my wife's salon does not use this keratin treatment that's literally it's made with formaldehyde they use this organic bullshit so when people hear Brazilian blowout, you'll also be like, no, no, no. I heard, no, those are so unhealthy for you. You can't do it. And then my wife has to try to reeducate the market and say, well, no, we use this other product that won't get you injured or won't, you know, hurt your lungs. So there's like, it, like every industry has this and the broader it gets, like if a Brazilian blowout was as fucking common as saying, a, you know, a blowout or a haircut, you wouldn't have the issue as much. I think it's, it's, there's a good and bad to this. I think if, we, if you play it on a 10-year window, anyone who's going to be CrossFit, if you're right, if the brand just keeps becoming just synonymous with group exercise, that would be a great thing. It would be something like, I'm going to go work out. What if everyone didn't say work out? They said, I'm going to go do CrossFit. That would give you the opportunity to then differentiate. It's when right now it's still niched. I know we don't think it is, and we think everything is just called CrossFit. And anecdotally, we're going to experience it more, but I'm telling you on this broad spectrum, if that was true, that would play to your favor versus hurt you. Agreed. Well, you, so you mentioned your wife having to yeah. educate, you know, with the Brazilian yeah. blowout, right? And so that kind of gets back to what we were talking about earlier about new people opening gyms and then Gil talking about not having the first clue how to run a business. And I think a lot of new gym owners and maybe myself too, in 2007, um, I still don't that it, you know, like, Oh, this is different. It's not really a business, right? Like, you know, like you don't, you don't have to be a business person and you can be really successful. You just have to be a good coach. Right. Well, I, we can also say, I mean, like, again, and, and I love, I love that was, that was the message. That was yeah. the message. Like, the, like it was a, it, Greg did put the, if you build it, they will come thing out there. I bought into it 100%. in 2006. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. No, not his fault. Like, but again, like I would have said that shit too. Cause he's a coach. He's not a business guy. He's a coach. He right. has an army of business guys. Like, do you think like, I forget the name of some of the guys that are involved in it, but he's surrounded by business guys. He's a coach. Well, that's, he, you what, know, that's what did it in the first place. He was in Silicon Valley, right? Well, Santa Cruz, basically, and uh, that tech boom. And so his members 
We're like, right. you, you need to get on the internet. And he's like, what the fuck is that? You know? So that they did all the work for him, the business work for him, you know, yeah. for the most part. But he, you know, back then he was at Santa Cruz in, I think I went out there in 2008 or nine for level two. And he was, he was charging $300 a month and he had well over a couple hundred members in that tiny little gym. What's also, what else is on the radar with everybody? What's another thing that's like a hot topic or a trending topic right now? Well, I think you guys started, started touching on it a little bit where, you know, about the, uh, the way that the brand may grow or get diluted because, you know, I think it was about a month ago when you had two sides, very polarized. There was half, they're like CrossFit fitness. It's going to save my business. And the other half, like CrossFit's not focusing on the games. Fuck that. So it kind of died down. And I don't think, I think it was much ado about nothing. And it, I don't think really much has changed for anybody and probably isn't going to anytime soon. Well, I think, yeah, the, you mean the sport versus the methodology is that, is that what you're talking about? Right. Like CrossFit saying, we're going to focus on the health side. And you had, you know, those people who care about that saying, yeah, this is what we've been doing all along. This is going to help us. And then the other people are like, what about us, bro? Short, like, literally short of a coalition of doctors across the world, like some crazy initiative. Do you guys have, like, think about how long it will take to rebrand CrossFit if forever. it's going to go health. It'll never, like, oh. I'll be dead. It'll, yeah. Like, it's going to take so, so long. So when we were in, uh, when we were all in Seattle, um, I talked to a few different, few different of the guys that were there. And, you know, some of those, some of those guys were at Iron and Mortar. Plug, um, go to that shit in June. There's going to be a, a pretty fancy guest. But anyway, hmm. um, oh, you're dropping. I was asking. Uh, let me guess who that might be. Well, uh, I don't. It I won't don't be know me. If anybody will guess. <laughs> Not going back. I will. We shall see. I might go back and do a small group, like the small group intensive. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't pre. They told us who it was going to be to try to get us to pre-buy, and it wasn't wasn't excited enough, exciting enough for me. But uh, a lot of people will get their panties all bunched up for it, I'm sure. But anyway, um, there are some people there that are are business people who own gyms or in the gym business, and uh, a good friend of mine is uh, in the marketing world and stuff like that. Not gym marketing, but like he's a college professor and stuff. When you have a brand the size of CrossFit to actually change that brand perception in the market, most ex- experts are going to tell you it's, it's like not turning around happen. the Titanic. Yeah, like you, it's not. Yeah, not right. Happening. Like Coca Cola is all of a sudden going to say, "Hey, lemonade." That's what we do. Yeah. People are never going to be like, "You want one of those Coke yeah. lemonades?" They so, couldn't even get it get away with it by calling it New Coke. That bomb. But right. here's the deal, though. I will tell you this, though. If Coca-Cola did put out a fucking... Le- did you say dildo? <laughs> no. I said, here's the deal, though. If Coca-Cola... Oh, I was like, wow, I didn't know it was going to be that Coca-Cola kind of If Coca-Cola puts out a lemonade that is fucking... It is amazing. Like, it legit... the pro- it, Like, it is. It can. Like, you can change... Like, you can add things to it. Like, again, there's going to be nostalgia. You have to wait for an entire generation of people to fucking die before it, it really takes effect. But it's... But is it going to take over the soda? Is, are people not going to immediately always going to say, oh, Coca-Cola, that's No, the but they, I mean, think of it right now. Like, my mom is, like, you well, ask my mom about, like, you know, she, Snapchat, like, when generations die, so does all the things they know. 
So yeah, if, if they came out with that Coca Cola or the lemonade today, and they went hardcore lemonade, it would be fifty years, sixty years, and all of us right. would be dead, and then everyone else would just know it's lemonade. But I don't want to. Well, we talk about branding, and and not not to bring up the old conversation of uh, the word CrossFit, but down here in Texas, if if I say if say we go to a restaurant, and they're like, hey, would you like a Coke? Right. We're like, yeah, sure. Or no, or whatever it is. And there's, if you say yes, they're gonna say, what would you like? Would you like Coke? Would you like Dr. Pepper? It's would a genre. Like it's not even like, a brand. It, yeah. Well, that's because you guys are, are <laughs> backwards. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. But, uh, but down here, Coke we speak is, English in the North, sir. English. You know, it's, it's kind of like CrossFit's a fitness, yeah. you know, like it's, it's just under the same thing. Yeah, you, you do get that. I, I know what you're talking about. I just want to bust your balls because that's what I do. I just don't I think it's – I don't think – uh, I think it's just about, again, as it gets bigger, you just, you're going to do it better. You're going to find a little niche. You're going to find a little thing that you do different just like yeah. pizza does. I go again on Sundays. I'll go to the pizza spot, not because they have the oven, the fire oven grills, and it's or the ovens or whatever. It's just the best spot with the best patio for Sunday football. So that's why I picked it. That's just the niche it serves. It's a, it's a, they have a best patio. That's the niche. Like gyms are just going to figure out that niche. Well, do you think that right. CrossFit gyms are going to be willing to do that, though, to actually do anything other than say – we're for everybody. Kumbaya. Let's fucking hold hands around. They the will. They will. They'll go out of business. Everybody they, can do they'll, this. They'll go out of business or they'll, they'll sell it to the, the coach that wants to give it a try or whatever it may be. But yeah, no, everything evolves. Everything adapts. Everything does. They will. Again, the ones that don't die, just they'll Darwinism like anything else. Well, so yeah, I mean, yeah. the having having it evolve, I mean, you, you know, location is a thing too, right? Price is a thing, you know. Um, how quickly you adapt to marketing, you know, what, what you are doing for marketing. Again, that goes back to, you know, it is a business now. Right. And so, I mean, there are, there are a lot, a lot of that, probably a majority of the affiliates are really, and I, it's not my term, but hobby gyms, people say, oh, that's bad, but it's true. Right. The people are just doing it out of their garage or out of a small spot and they hope they cover the stuff. So they're not worried about the business side of it. So they're not going to evolve and change and you're still going to be compared to them. So that's the thing, you know, that I worry about a little bit. So, so I, when you talk about a gym, let's CrossFit specifically a CrossFit gym, if they decide they're going to, they're going to niche down, right. Still be CrossFit. I think, can you only change, you can only really change, who you serve and what Correct. you do, right? Are there no, other? No, that's it. So, so you can't change really what Correct. you do in CrossFit, right? You you can't you can't specialize in something that specializes in not specializing. So now, like, do you only is your only pivot towards just picking? I'm only, you know, like Coastal isn't a CrossFit gym, but we don't. We're just women. We don't have an age group. It's not. It's not color. Yeah. It's not athletic. Yeah. Correct. Like, it's just yes. women. To answer your question, yes, like your demo right there, Dom, like if you really worked hard enough at it, like you literally had conversations, your marketing, and you told everyone, we're not CrossFit, you sp or you spelled coat, dude, this is a fucking marketing, I charge you for this, buddy, you're literally going to go ahead and say you spelled coastal wrong, and, and like it's CrossFit and cross it out, and then underneath it spelled coastal, like that's your campaign, you spelled coastal wrong. 
letting people know that we are not this anymore. Every brand that actually rebrands Radio Shack, I mean, everyone, they had to go and aggressively grab their current customers beyond all the prospective ones and shake the fuck out of the current ones because the current ones are continuing to perpetuate the bad, the wrong brand into the marketplace by telling their friends, I go to CrossFit. When you're like, no, you go to Coastal, bitch. Like, and, and so I think for you, you are 100% in control of that. It is literally such a direct effort. Like, literally hand on shoulder, look into Sally's eyes and be like, Sally, I need you to stop telling people where it's not CrossFit here. Like my members, you come into my, like we joked around, like I, the, you do not have that problem here. Like come in here and be like, cool. What are you doing? Like I'm going to remove it. Like very, very, maybe the OGs from 2013 might still refer to it as that. But they, if I hear it, I'll, I'll give them shit. Like, what'd you say? I'm sorry. Did I, did I hear the C word? Like I joke around, like it's a bad word. But you have to be so deliberate with it. But who can you serve? Yeah, you, I, I guarantee you, Dom, you attack that and you stay women only. 100%. That's your niche. That's how you niche down. There's a CrossFit gym right now that yeah. is going to niche down in 50 plus. They'll be one of the few gyms in the country or the world that only specializes in 50 plus athletes. Mm. And then, and that's how they will niche it down. And there will be a certain demographic of 50 plus athletes that want to train there. Guess what? It's going to be the 25 year old athletes that are training at a CrossFit gym right now. So that's how you niche down. Well, uh, you said it. Bowser and Manning can go there. Yeah. That's how you niche down. You, <laughs> you, Dom said it perfectly. You niche down on what you offer and who you offer it to. And I think who you offer to becomes for a lot of CrossFit gyms the biggest opportunity. It, like there's a gym down the street that my buddy's on. It's, uh, and it is a very competitive CrossFit gym. Very competitive. Like I refer people there. So I see a kid come in and he's got knee sleeves around his ankles and he's got his uh, with a belt wrapped around it. I'm like, brother, come here. I know you're set up for a consultation, but let me talk to you for a second. And I'm like, you're not going to like this. You need to, let me, let me give you my buddy's number and go down there. It's only three, four miles away. But like that's, that could be a, that could be a very successful niche, a competitive niche, whatever the niche is, it can, it, it'll work. Just, I think gyms have to realize they have to niche down, which means that they have to understand marketing better because they're going to have less people and then they have to charge appropriately. That's, that's where I think so, the issue is. Awesome. It's got to be who you serve. It, it can't really be what you do in, in the field across. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think so. I think, yeah, it's gonna be who you serve because what you do is already to be understood inappropriately or, you know, correctly or incorrectly from the market because of the, the global brand name. Interesting. That would be something for all of us to chew on. Imagine yeah. if it was a CrossFit gym outside of Fort Benning and it fucking all, you walked inside and the, literally the inside of the CrossFit gym looked like one of those outdoor obstacle courses, sandbags, there's, are, you know, ammo cans instead of kettlebell. Like, it's inside of an army barracks, like training facility, and the only people they wanted to fuck with were military. No, that makes, it's cross makes sense. And this, for sure. Yeah. Because, again, when you said everything's CrossFit, it is. Because what is CrossFit? It's constantly varied density. By that definition, I do CrossFit, and so does Orange Theory and F45 and all those other brands that I mentioned before. Everyone is doing constantly varied functional movements. Now we can get into semantics on what functional is or not, but that part doesn't matter because the market doesn't, that, that, that's not a translationable thing. What we need to think, realize is we are all doing constantly varied functional movements at high intensity. Just like every pizza place is making pizza. What is the thing that you're known for? Like what is the niche? What, again, what is the one element of your, like how is your pizza place unique? It's done in 10 minutes, free delivery, yeah. Like what, what, what is the thing? Well, you're, you're starting to see that, you know, like you talk about the 50 plus gym or the gyms that are, you know, definitely they advertise their competitiveness. And then, you know, other gyms that are doing, you know, PT first model, 
um, you know, those little, it's, it's starting to kind of, you know, drill down into what these gyms are going to be. Look at what OPEX is yeah. doing. Yeah. OPEX is doing constantly varied. Well, and that's the thing is OPEX isn't, do, they're, yes, they're doing constantly varied functional movements at high intensity, or they're doing bodybuilding, or they're just doing monostructural cardio, or they're, but if you walk into an OPEX facility, you could confuse it for a very small little personal, you know, CrossFit studio. Right. Exactly. Well, just you know, but look equipment. at, but who are they, who have they niched down to? People who don't want to fuck around in a group. Right. People who want to pay $325 a month. People who want coaching, not community. Right. 100%. And, they, and they get the community indirectly, but they're not going there for a group workout. Like you guys know, you know the, the video that Dom redid, the Coastal Fitness redid from um, Camp Gladiator. That entire video, the, the, the thesis of it was, I'm nervous to do a group class without my friend. Do you guys realize the number of reasons people don't come into our gyms is because their friend wouldn't come with them? No shit. That, that's the number one reason. If you think of someone who sent you lead information and maybe never showed, I bet you my fucking left nut that it's probably because they couldn't get a friend to go with them. Huh. I, that I makes sense. We, I mean, all of a sudden, yeah, we, every we, lead we, we get, all of us are going to be like, hey, do you have a friend that well, can go? I already yeah, literally. do that. We already do that. But, so, well, fuck you. Then. <laughs> yeah, we do too. So that's why that's where they say, well, I'm going to go home and talk to my friend, you know, like, well, bring your friend in. Let's, let's all. Talk that's why I think friend, the PT first know? model works so well is because people, if you can at least gear them up that don't worry, it's individual first. And, and now again, they don't know that it's very expensive individual first, but it's individual first. And then you'll go play with the, you know, the kids in the group. That's why I think a lot of gyms are seeing success with that. The uh, PT first model. Yeah, I think, yeah, because if you put it out there now, now, let me guys ask you this. Is anyone afraid to bypass? Like, nobody has ever seen a, B, a PT first model gym who has on their about page how, they, how to get started. Well, you start with one-on-one. -on -one. Nobody is afraid to ask who thinks they're above it or wants the group. Like, hey, you know, I've been doing this. I just want the group. 100% all the time. It happens. They will ask that. So, you, like, by putting it out there, you're not, like, excluding yourself from people like, oh, never mind. I have to do one-on-one. -on -one. They'll call and ask and say and try to be like, but I've been doing X. I have a fitness level of X. Do I have to still do this one-on-one? -on -one? They'll ask. Well, that's yeah, right. hundred percent. They do. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I went to, if you go skydiving, if you've been skydiving before, you don't want to go there the 45 minutes early for to watch the fucking it intro is. video. <laughs> and yeah, you can't bullshit that either. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's what I think is going to happen. I think they're just going to niche down on kind of how they do it, you know, and is PT first make you a unique gym like, to a degree, but it's still it, on the inside. It still looks X talks and like CrossFit, but you just maybe get that reputation. If nobody else in your, in your neighborhood does that for a few years, that it's unique. Like that's a unique way of getting started. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's, I mean, we started our gym, we took out half the population, right. And then as we develop and see who the people are that are happiest and stay the longest, we've, we're just coming up on a year, so we're we're collecting a fair amount of data. Who stays the longest? What you know, Zen Planner does give us some breakdowns as far as no plug for Zen Planner because uh, I hate all of them. But anyway, we can see you know who responds to our marketing, who comes in, what their lifetime value is, how long they stay. Cooper calls it leg, right? Length of engagement. So we you know as we progress in that, we might go further down. I mean, we're not going to all of a sudden start including dudes, but maybe we find that the people who we like the most and who like us the most and spend the most and get the, the best value out of it or most likely to buy PT or nutrition are 
35 to 42. And then, you know, that's, those are the people that we show everything. And if other people happen to wander in, that's cool, but they're going to be the focus of, of our marketing. Niching is also considered stereotyping. What kind of women and men join the fancy high-end country club in your city? Right. Rich, the ones with money. The ones with money. <laughs> the moms stay at home. They generally what, – what sports do they play? Well, you, you know, golf or tennis. You've got – they're, they're, cool. they're in a socio, socioeconomic yeah, strata. That's, that. that's all it is. The CrossFit gyms are just going to find out which demo likes them the most. I'm a young professional demo. People want to come here for fitness – to fuck and to, and honestly it's for you know for fun like it, it's not like nobody comes to me everyone's like when i put up that shit about the me getting rid of the squat racks like what do you mean you're not gonna do back squatting i'm like because you cock fuck 99 percent of the squats you do in crossfit anyway are interior loaded yeah and uh you don't need it for my for like for fitness for to get fucked and to to have fun like that's it but that's just my demo i figured out my niche is this young professional and then once you hit 40 years old we were less appealing. Oh, I'm I'm interested to see how that's how that's going with like you know this you take the squat and you know the rig out and all that. You yeah. and me both, brother. I mean, you and me I'm both. Definitely interested because my brain's spinning now. You know about. Oh, we haven't. We you haven't done a back squat even at CrossFit South End. We stopped all that shit right around 2015, 16. Really? Hmm. Yeah. So you're going to get back. It's a back squat, guys. It's think, please, you fuckers, tell me it's the only posterior loaded squat that we utilize. It should be. I mean, no. What other posterior squat do you have? You don't. It's the back squat. And find me if if I went and looked at every CrossFit gym's all their workouts in a in a in the workout setting, right? Let's call it whatever you want to call it a metcon. How many of them have back squats in it? Very few, because it's the most unscalable piece of equipment. Two people of different heights can't use the same squat rack. Two people of different strength levels can't use it without that, you know, having to switch it out. It doesn't work well in a get in and get out scenario, which is what gyms need to do when they run classes back to back. So when someone's like, well, they're not going to get their squat stronger, their posterior, it's stronger. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. But- like, I don't like, again, if that's the priority, then that's for your gym. Then that's well, it. And people, we do, we have people that pay the $300 a month for individual design. And we have indie squat racks. I'm literally right. looking at them right now. Right. And they can go off to the side of the building and do that during at 2 p.m. when there's nobody the, 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 the honest truth, too, is that 90% of the people, you know, when you talk about length of engagement and all that or whatever, the age or the demographic um, and what they really want and what they need, you know, most of them are not going to reach that potential anyway where that, you know, they're not hardcore athletes in the sense that they're not playing, they're playing a contact or a field sport, right? So they just want to get fit. And yeah, we're wasting a lot of time and space probably yeah. giving them stuff that's. Uh, and I would sit down need. with a Ripito and a James Fitzgerald, and I would sit there and argue that the front squat and any anterior base squatting is better for mobility and posture, which is what probably 99% of our demographics that come into our gyms need. The back squat is probably the worst for posture. It's like, again, like I, you know, kinesthetically as an exercise science t- scientist, as I consider myself as someone who's been doing this, what I went to school for, I would argue the valid, the validity of the front squat and the anterior squat over the posterior squat until my eyes bleed. And I think I would eat most people's fucking souls for goddamn breakfast in this argument. But again, but here's the thing though, if you back squat fucking a do it, just, you know, you find a way to do it logistically. And so it works in your model. It's not a bad or a good thing. It just, again, it becomes one of these things that. As you start niching down, you figure out what your niche cares about and you give them more of that. That's it. Yep.
Yep. And that that could be low, you know, where you are in the country, right? where you are in your city, your location, you know, who you are. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think that's probably where we should all be heading. You know? What's that YouTube skit where a guy like sits out somewhere with a table and it says, like, there's only two genders convinced oh, me. Yeah. I'm Steve, Stephen Crowder. Is it, yeah, see, I, I've never watched that, but it sounds really oh, funny. It sounds like something I would amazing. enjoy. He's yeah, he's a Canadian comedian who's now an American conservative uh youtube channel host amazing that sounds i need to watch some of that yeah louder, louder uh, it's a ra- it's it's a it's a nasty rabbit hole man <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. is it like reddit yeah, you'll be you uh no not quite because i don't think he does it from his mom's basement <laughs> while he's grown a neck beard that he waters with mountain dew <laughs> well on that note guys let's wrap it up we ought to do this again the dad gun at summit is what we kind of called it online um and then we could drill down into some more of this stuff. I know everybody's got stuff to do for the rest of the day. So I want to thank Stuart, Coy, Gil, and Dom for being on with us. And let's do it again soon. You guys thank cool you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, uh, yes, I'm just sir. an thank over 40-year-old who's about to go back squat. For, um, <laughs> serious. I'm going to go work on my posterior chain. <laughs> thank you, guys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go post something in the affiliate owners forum and piss piss someone off. I'm gonna go ban somebody after I troll the shit out of him. (laughs) Nice, sounds good. I'm glad for that. (laughs) Thank you. All right, guys. All righty, guys. Rock on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys.